Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Um, yay. I want to say welcome back, Karen. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I've had a couple now. I'm, I'm stepping into the repeat guest territory. <laughs> <laughs> Not because there's a lack of guests, because believe me, this podcast, I could record episodes daily and we would, you know, just always have new people to talk about. But, um, there's also just certain people with so much wisdom that I want to come back and be like, hey. So I sent Karen a message and said, would you like to come on again? How about podcast number two? <laughs> so we will link back to the original episode that you and I did. Honestly, before, like in preparation for this, I didn't even go back and look at it, what it was. Do you even, it was probably related to your work around mothers. Yeah. And it was something about love. <laughs> Whatever. We'll link to it. Yeah. The um, I posted something recently. Was it a reel on Instagram? I don't remember. I don't either. But it was something regarding regret. And Karen's comment was, um, let's learn something along the lines of let's learn how to do regret. And I was like, <laughs> DM, let's podcast about that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But to get started, I don't know how you introduced yourself on the last show episode, but go ahead and introduce yourself in a way that feels good for today, for this, for this episode. Cool. So my name is Karen C.L. Anderson, and I am a master certified life coach and an author of several books. And my jam is difficult mother-daughter relationships and boundaries and um, using the relationships that we have with our mothers and daughters, adult daughters, um, as a source of creativity and wisdom and growth. And even when it's difficult, and even if you're in the kind of situation where you have chosen never to see or speak to her again, which is a valid choice, that, the relationship can still be a source of some wisdom and creativity and growth. Yeah. 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 That reminds me of my work around abortion is like, there's really no such thing as closure, but once we have some closure around our experience, that doesn't mean we can't keep learning from it. Like, I literally tap into some new piece of wisdom or level of realization or like access some new strength from my experience, like every day. And I couldn't be more, I mean, maybe I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I couldn't be more healed from it. It's not like, it's not like a wound, an open wound. (laughs) Um, But 
allowing it to continue to be a source of wisdom and inspiration is like just so juicy and good. It's like yummy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if what I, I, if what we talked about, as you said, in that first episode that we did, but I had an abortion as well when I was 21. And it's funny because speaking of regret, it's something that I have never regretted. Yeah. Right. It's something that I, um, I was just about to say, well, I'm not proud of it. Actually, I am proud of it. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't Um, that's a funny moment where we think we're supposed to say, I'm not proud of it. And then we're like, wait a second, tap into inner knowing. I actually am proud of it. Right. And like maybe 20 years ago or 30 years ago, I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. But I'm like, wait a minute. What? Like now? Wait. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't remember if we talked about it on the first episode either. And what's what's so fascinating about what you just said, right, is that like, okay, however many years ago it was, it is continuing. And right in this moment, I had one of those moments. Yes. Right. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You just had a moment where you're like, wait a second, that is something I can be proud of. And if I infuse who I am with that pride, like that makes me a newer evolved version of myself. Like Woo woo podcast over. Karen has had so good. It's so good. I love that we started that way. Okay. So you don't have particular regret about your abortion and neither do I. So how does that make us qualified to talk about this? Well, we're very wise and brilliant women and we work with a lot of people who have regret. So let's start talking about what does it mean? What, how can we be less afraid of regret and learn how to navigate it as something useful, something that can serve us instead of weighing us down? So even though I don't regret that, I have other regrets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. I, I just want to say, if you're a human without regrets, like you maybe could stretch your comfort level a little and try new things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny. The thing that just popped into my mind about something that I regret is a situation that occurred back in 2004-ish. And it was at a time when I was in a very bad place and I was very unhappy and I was very ashamed and like unaware of all of that. Mm -hmm. Like I was just sort of like going through my life without realizing. And um, I was mean to my sister. Mm. Really mean, like Mm -hmm. really not nice at all. And um we have since, and, you know, it took, I don't know how long, but several months or whatever of, you know, not talking. And then I reached out and I made it right. Mm. I mean, I made it right, but like I did what I thought I needed to do, you know, and it, and everything I would, you know, things have been okay since then is a long time ago, but, um, like that's one of those moments is sort of, it's, it's sort of like tinged or saturated with regret for me. Mm. Um, and so 
the other thing, like when, when I commented on your post and I said, like, why don't we learn how to do regret? I, I think yeah. it was part, part of a sort of a rebellious thing because you always see stuff out there that's like no regrets. Don't, you know, live your life with no regrets and blah, blah, blah. And that's supposed to be like the pinnacle of success. And I'm thinking to myself, well, as long as we're human, we're going to have it. Why not learn to do it? Yeah, right. And right. to like use it as a, I don't know, it's like one more emotion. I guess regret is an emotion. And like, if we're human and we are, have the capacity to feel all the human emotions, let's feel them and not be afraid of them. Even yeah. though they suck. Some of them. I feel like they're, maybe it exists. Maybe you're the writer. I mean, we've both published books now. Woo woo. I'm joining the Karen club. Um, but I see a book title, like learn to do emotion. <laughs> right? Like, because as we were talking, oh, go ahead. Well, there's a book I'm I'm reading it right now and I can't honestly tell you what the title of it is, but it's about doing emotion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of books about emotion, but I love this idea about learning to do. And when you were talking and we mentioned very briefly before we started recording, it's like learning to do grief. Like it's a thing that as a human, you are a hundred percent going to experience. And so let's learn how to do it in a way that like helps us step into who we want to be or just some bigger version of ourselves. Um, and by bigger, I mean more expanded, but at, so that's an example. It's really easy to jump to those learn to do with, you know, I'm using my air quotes, harder feelings, but like learning to do joy learning to do gratitude like these are all places that we can really dissect and explore and go like let me learn to do this in the fullest way possible because we don't really learn that either we don't really learn how to do joy (laughs) it's so funny you should say that because just yesterday Mm -hmm. (laughs) um I was being coached by my coach And it occurred to me and it occurred to her that that is actually something I buffer joy. Tell me more. Um, Uh, And just for the audience who's not in our language world, buffer is when you like avoid feeling something by shifting your energy towards something new so eating social media porn whatever you like can't feel that we'll go get a dopamine hit elsewhere so um go ahead so okay this is about to go to a place that like is pretty i don't know whatever we'll just go there yeah we're going (laughs) binge eating has been something has been a part of my life since i was very very young um it is something that i've explored a lot um, I, I've noticed throughout my life that I, um, sometimes am more into it and sometimes I'm less into it. And I, it's no longer a thing that I really shame myself over, but there's another habit that I have that is harder for me to talk about, but I will talk about it. And that is picking. Ah. Yeah. My husband, what my husband's a picker. Mm. I can't wait to hear more. Well, I, again, it's been something that sometimes it's worse or, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's more of an issue and sometimes it's not. And the past 
year, I don't know, year-ish or whatever, um, it seems to have been, it seems to be more. And it's like my, I've also noticed, I think I'm having some sort of allergies and my skin is itchy and it's just been sort of a mess. But I have this spot down on my ankle Mm -hmm. that has been there for months and months and months and I can't leave it alone. So I'm talking to my coach about it and we were, I don't even know how we got there, but it's like, I was, I was trying to notice what is the, like, when am I inclined to do it? Yeah. And it's like, oh, like when I get into bed and I'm ready to like, cause I get in bed and I read at night and it's such a nice, warm, wonderful thing. And I love it. And then all of a sudden I find myself like, oh, wait, I'm picking, why am I? Like, right, this is, I'm not stressed out. I'm like in this great (laughs) situation. Um, And so that's where we kind of landed on was like, can I allow myself to receive the warmth and the joy and the comfort? Wow, this is blowing my mind. My husband gets in bed and picks too. Like, I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah. This makes so much sense to me. Yeah. And so of course, yes, if we want to go back to childhood and we did, I did that with my coach and there's some tender stuff from my childhood having to do with grief um, and joy and mixed emotion all at the same time. Right. Like it's, so, so anyway, yeah, I know we're not at all talking about regret. That's okay. We'll get there because I think it's really fascinating and it's like, um, it's just, yeah, it's like, there we go. If we haven't expanded our capacity to experience joy, to experience pleasure, to, um, I'm really like, for me, I am not the best celebrator. (laughs) Like like when something goes well, I need to like scan it hundred different ways to prove that it actually went well instead of just celebrating it like that was a win Amanda like you can be in the feeling of this win but I'm like "Mm, can I really let me just like let me just not be there because it's uncomfortable um so it is it's so on point it's like learning how to feel like joy pleasure comfort like in bed right it's like comfort and if that comfort is uncomfortable to me (laughs) I'm going to pick or I'm going to whatever you know in that case so I think it's really fascinating it really really is yeah yeah and you know it's like why are we this collective of humans that don't feel or can't feel or are afraid to feel maybe Mm -hmm. to varying degrees. Um, And, and what, like, what is it about the current time? And when I say current time, I'll say like the past 10, 15 years, maybe, or maybe even longer that has like gotten us to the point where like, okay, maybe it's a good idea to feel, maybe it's a good idea to go deeper in this. Maybe it's really a good idea to expand our capacity, as you say, for all feelings. Yeah. And we know we haven't done it because we think when we get the big TV, when we get the new car, when we get the promotion, then we will feel joy and we will be happy. 
<laughs> and that's not how it works. We know that's not how it works, which is proof that we have not expanded our capacity to be with that. Because if we were really with it, we wouldn't go after the next thing and the next thing from a place of like, well, is this joy <laughs> or do I need something bigger and better and fancier to feel actual joy? And so we're just like chasing or ch we're either chasing or running from feelings, which we know is true anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe what if none of it's a problem? Like you said, what has happened to us in the, the last decades for us to get here, that's, it's a valid question, but maybe it's not a problem. Like, that's another way to look at it. Like, I don't know, maybe this is just part of the evolution of what was supposed to happen to us as humans. It's, I think so, or yeah. else we wouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh we wouldn't gosh. be here if we weren't supposed to be here, right? Okay, let's go back to regret. Because yeah. I feel like we're going to go down a hole that even I will get <laughs> lost in. Um, can we go back to the example of your sister? Or would you rather just speak about regret vaguely? Because I do No, know. we can go, we can go to that. That's fine. It, sometimes it's just helpful to have a specific example. Um, do you remember what you were feeling about regret like before, during the sort of revolution? Uh, revolution resolution as you described it like making it right I think that's what you said mm -hmm. and then after like how did your feelings about regret shift in that in that trend like in that transformation um like I I sort of think of regret as being something like if I could go back and not do it or change it that I would. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that, that to me is regret. Like I, mm -hmm. you know, wish I didn't do that. And mm -hmm. I still wish that I hadn't done that. And, um, there is a part of me that is like, okay, but you did and you yeah. learned from it and there's goodness and blah, 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 blah. But I think it sort of speaks to sort of like, well, who am I or who was I that could do that? Yeah. Right. That create that pain, you know? Um, like, I don't want to think of myself as being that person. And I guess I regret, like, it's like, I regret that, or it, it's like, there shoulds tied up in that. Like I shouldn't have been that person. Um, but the resolute, so do I still like, did I regret it in the moment? Yes. Did I regret it in the like months, a couple, you know, weeks, months after? Yes. And do I still regret it? Yes. Yeah. But it's different. Yeah. And so it speaks to them like the doing of regret. Yes. Oh, I love that. The doing of regret. Yeah. So right. good. Which is, is sort of like having, then you, you mentioned this earlier, right? But this curiosity about it rather than like shame about it, mm -hmm. right? And I think shame is probably a close cousin of regret. Yeah, yeah. Not always, not always part of it, but could be. Um, and I do, even though like, I do want to mention that there is a book out now by a man named Daniel Pink and it's called, um, 
The power of regret. I only know because you told me before the episode. (laughs) The power of regret, how looking backward moves us forward. Mm. And, and, you know, again, what I love about this conversation that we're having, and I guess, you know, again, it's part of the, what do they call it? The zeitgeist or whatever. (laughs) When like all of a sudden there's a topic that everybody's talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Um, That we can, like, what if we take the sting out of it? Right. Okay. Or not that we don't take the sting out. We, the sting is there, but we're like, Ooh, what's this here to teach me Yeah. versus sending us into regret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sending into like this permanent, like, like, what can we do with it? Well, okay. So I have this sort of theme in my business that can be worded multiple ways. In my first book, it was called survive, come alive and thrive. Book number two of the same series is like feel, adapt, and grow. And Mm -hmm. I'm so, it's like this, that is the evolution we go through. And I think that is how we do regret or we do grief or we do joy. Um, Because as I was thinking about the example with your sister and tell me if I'm wrong, but there's this place where you're resisting reality and beating yourself up. And that's mm-hmm. where like the shame piece comes in and you're like, oh, like, I can't believe that happened. Who am I? Like, you're just really like wanting to pretend it didn't happen. Yep. And so then the regret is like, it's really a sting, right? Like it's raw. And then we move into some level of acceptance. We don't like it. we still come to some level of like acceptance coming alive um adapting we don't like it we still regret it but we've like it's quieted a little Mm -hmm. and then we get curious and we move into growth and that's where you're talking about like okay what can I learn from this why is this here for me yeah. So it's kind of just this pattern that's in all things, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, definitely. And as you were saying all of that, I was thinking about like, okay, it happened. And if it hadn't happened, would have something else come along for me to learn something, which, and the something that I want to say is that I, I think I don't know if it was, but it seems to me in hindsight that that moment and the and the apology and the conversation that I had with my sister after that was a like a real breaking of a cycle in my maternal lineage. Let me also just back up and say that my mm. sister is not my mother's daughter. We're half sister. We have the same father, but different mothers. Gotcha. So, but like, which is particularly relevant if you know, Karen's work, which she's, (laughs) I'm always looking at things through that lens, but like, like in hindsight, and I hadn't thought of it until just like now is that it's, um, like I broke a cycle in the way that I handled it, which doesn't mean I was like all perfect and handled it. I did not, but I went and did the like really uncomfortable, like crying your eyes out, 
Yes. I just said the F word. I hope that's okay. Yep. All good. Um, like, why am I doing this? It would be so much easier to not do this, but I did it. Okay. This is so good. So when you say I broke a cycle in the way I handled it, I hear you say that in a way of like, I broke a generational cycle. Like I broke, right? But what I hear as well is, so as humans in this human experience, however long it lasts for us, all of our emotions have cycles, right? And when we do regret differently, we break the cycle of regret Mm. for our human existence so that the next time something comes along that we regret or that we're afraid to decide about because we're afraid to regret. Yes. We have broken the old pattern and now the regret (laughs) is like so so layered in my mind right now. (laughs) We have broken the cycle of regret within ourselves and made room for this new expansion, this capacity, this growth. And so this applies to all feelings. Like we break, and this is why abortion is like, oh, so good to me because it's all the feelings. It's like so raw and just like primally human and it stirs up everything. You probably feel that way about mother-daughter relationships. Mm -hmm. But like everything is in there. And so if we take it as an opportunity to break these cycles within ourselves, then we start to expand. We start to grow. We start to evolve in these like mind-blowing ways. Yeah. It occurred to me that maybe the reason that I am more comfortable with regret and I'm like, why don't we just learn to do how to do regret instead of telling ourselves we shouldn't ever like live a life with no regrets. And maybe it's because I did break that cycle and I wasn't yeah. like making that connection that like, that's why I'm yeah I mean, I'm not out there looking to make regret for myself. No. Right. But I know um, that's like what I always say. I'm like, I'm not telling you to go accidentally get pregnant so you can have an abortion <laughs> and then have this amazing experience that I've had. Like, that's not how we're playing the game. <laughs> but Right? Now cool. I do, Maybe, you know, <laughs> compared to somebody who hasn't d- had a regretful experience and come through it the way I did, or, you know, not that you have to come through it the way I did it, but yeah. Right. Like it's, and it, this speaks to that emotional resilience, right. That like, mm-hmm. when we know we can feel any emotion and that when the earth's not going to open up and swallow us whole. Yeah. Right. We're like, Oh, Like I can trust myself a little bit more. I can do a little bit more. I can be bigger. I can, you know, as you said earlier, right. I forget how you put it. I have no idea. (laughs) Sometimes I, I edit my own podcast. Like I edit my own podcast. I'm like, huh, wonder how I said that. Or like, (laughs) I don't remember. We talked about that. Like, It's just like outer body experience my entire life. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's like there's so many interesting ways to talk about everything and they all kind of come back to the same pieces and elements of just like, just explore it and shift your perspective and play around with it and like 
mold and sculpt until you have that aha moment. And like Karen and I show up to pretty deep work every day. Like we're, we're in a fairly constant state of like, how can I stimulate my mind today? (laughs) (laughs) And still in this conversation alone, we're like, oh, (laughs) I'm having a moment, which is just so awesome. There's this, this work just keeps growing. Um, but yeah, coming back to if you hadn't broken that cycle of regret for yourself with the experience with your sister, you like, there's a good chance you wouldn't have made that. What you're saying, I think, is I might not have made that comment about learning to do regret mm-hmm. if I hadn't done that work because I still would have been reading or watching whatever you posted, which we still don't know what it was, <laughs> and thinking like, oh, regret, that's the thing that still stabs me. But you had done the work. And so you were able to offer that. And this is a great example, right? You had done the work. You had moved through regret in a cycle breaking way. And so then you were able to offer that comment, which we don't even know how many people read or had thoughts about. And then that led to this podcast. And like, when we do the work, we show up and change the world. That's to me, like the most exciting part. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Sometimes I forget. <laughs> I know. All we have to do is have a conversation out oh, loud. I have to know. tell you something so interesting. I don't, it's like not related to this at all, but I think it's fascinating. Um, my kids school, I have two girls in high school and um, what their, their school has like an internship program. And they were looking for people who would offer an internship to the juniors. And I was like, well, I'm happy to like give somebody access to my business and teach them what I do. Um, And so I just started that work. But what's so cool about it that relates to what you just said, which is like, sometimes we forget why we're doing what we're doing. (laughs) Is that because I was preparing to offer this internship to this what, 16, 17 year old, I kind of dissected out my business in this document of like, kind of, here's how I operate. Here's the things maybe you could help me with here. And as I put that together, I was like, damn girl, like you, you've done a lot, you know, a lot, like you were in a lot of places and it was so much that moment of like, okay, this is like, every time you've showed up, you've showed up, like you are growing and changing. But as we do it like day by day by day, sometimes it's like, what am I doing? And is it even useful? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, is this, have I even grown or changed or learned anything? But forcing myself to look at my business sort of from the eyes of a 16 or 17 year old, I was like, good work, Amanda. You've done some good work. <laughs> is it something <laughs> worth celebrating? Oh, geez. It just hit me in the heart, right? No, but actually that was very transformational. I found myself celebrating, celebrating what I've created as I was preparing to present her with, with how I do life, like how I do business. Um, and it felt really real. I was like, oh, oh, you know what it was? It was, here's three pages of the proof that I am worth celebrating. So 
I guess I didn't fully learn the lesson, but I did get to feel it in a really big way. Yeah, it's interesting, the whole thing about celebration and, and people's idea of what does that mean? What does it look like? You know, I, I think some people think like, oh, you're going to celebrate something happening in your business or something that you've achieved. And it means like having a big party with champagne or something and making a toast right? <laughs> to like a yeah, wedding or something right, right. or a birthday. And like, I actually had a, like a, a sort of, and again, I, however other people like to think about celebration, it works for them. But what works for me is just sort of like a small acknowledgement with a felt sense of pride. Yes. And that's it. And it's like, it's also for me, the way that I let my nervous system know that it's safe to have more. Oh, so good. That's exactly what it was. As I was gathering this and then again presenting it to her I had a felt sense of pride like I really felt it that's celebration (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that is what opens us up to the next expansion okay um based on this conversation do you have any uh parting words about learning how to do regret Um, just that it's something to consider trying is something to consider being open to being curious about and, um, it won't kill you. Yeah. 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 And as you were saying that I was thinking, okay, what are my parting words? And I think it's like knowing you have regret doesn't mean the goal is to get rid of the regret. Yes. So take it as an opportunity. Instead of feeling pressure to eliminate this from my life, I could take the invitation, as you're saying, to learn how to do it. Yeah. Good parting words. Yeah. Yeah. And I know my audience has some regret, one abortion and not not another abortion or some regret abortion completely, or some regret the partner they got pregnant with, or some regret, um, you know, the clinic they went to, or some regret, some regret having the baby, (laughs) some regret, right? So there's all different kinds of regret, and this applies to all of them. Yeah. We invite you to explore. Yeah. And not that there's any, you know, no no regret in mother-daughter relationships. No, no, no. So on that note, how do people find you? You can just come to my website, which is kclanderson.com and you'll find everything you need there. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. So good to have you back. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing rating and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.